Hey everybody, this is Kendall Rodriguez, and you are listening to Putting in the Work Podcast. So the takeaway is let's focus on what works and let's start by doing what's practical. I think that's one of the most important things I've learned on my fitness and nutrition journey is that so often uh, we just want to know what's going to get us there faster or we want to know what's going to get us the exact results we want. I know I am. I text my coach and I'll say, hey man, is there any way that, um, you know, like should I be, <laughs> I remember asking this, should I be eating like a little bit of sugar before I go into the gym? Or asked like, hey, do you think on certain days when I think I can handle it, I can just eat less or less carbs or less whatever? I'll start asking for these little edges and he's like, Kendall, what you're trying to do are little tricks that are not going to help you long term. You might cut a day. You might not eat in a whole day and you lost a pound and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It will not last. Trust me. And if anything, it's not serving your bigger purpose. Your bigger purpose, your bigger goal is that you want to lose fat and you want to gain muscle. It's not going to help with that. It might help you with losing fat. It won't help you with gaining muscle. So keep that in mind. Like We need to just be showing up. When we look for these little hacks, we might be helping one thing but hurting another. And I think that's just so important uh, to keep in mind that as we keep showing up, then we can be trusted to, to refine and test things. So as you keep my man Ian, he's on, as you build a track record of showing up, then you can start doing fancy little tricks. Your first day or week or month or year even in the gym, you're not going to be doing the fancy tricks that the other people are doing. You know, you're going to be focusing on the basics. You know, the class that I'm in is called foundation building. And on the days when I'm busy and I have to switch things around and I'm in the next level class, there's a difference. I can feel it. I'm way behind those people. I'm literally, they're lapping me. That things are being modified out for me. So the important thing just to keep in mind with social media, with your business, with marketing, all marketing, with your relationships, and you, you should know this. The key is just to start showing up. Like That's how you build any relationship. That's how you build any friendship. You just start by being there all the time. That's how you naturally become best friends with somebody. You're around them so much and you have enough in common and you make each other laugh that you kind of look at each other and you're like, are we best friends now? It's true. That's what happens because you just start by showing up. You don't start by being perfect. You don't start by by having it all together. You don't start by doing the biggest, craziest, most amazing things for them. You start by just being there all the time. And then over time, naturally, you start bringing them lunch or buying them a coffee or giving them a ride or letting them borrow your car letting them crash on your couch like you start letting them do things or giving them things or providing to them and then they just it solidifies the relationship so i think everything that i try and like spit at you guys is so grounded in business how to build a business i remember when i was at the height of my career i was uh the biggest jerk i i look back now and i'm like how how did i do that how was i like that and if you ask me then it was because these employees these employees suck these employees are un, uh, uh, unpredictable or undependable. These employees are, are, are horrible. It's not my fault. But I look back now and even at the end of, of my restaurant career and I was like, man, it was really, it takes two to tango. And for every, you know, employees, especially entry-level employees, no offense, they're always going to come with their with their issues or whatever. It's an entry-level position. It's not a specialized position. They're there because they need a job. And so I think sometimes... Um, <laughs> we we forget that 
in a lot of these situations, we're put in the place of being, I don't want to use this term, but the bigger person, like we were put in the position of management or we were put in the position of like control or however you want to word that of authority. I think it's our job to look at what we're up to and saying, you know, how can I be, make myself more accountable and how can I just show up and then how can I over time do more? provide more, be more. And so I think that's what happened like with my employees. I kind of hit this reset moment where I'm like, hey, I need to stop micromanaging and stop being a jerk and start realizing that these people are literally the lifeblood of the business. Like without them, this place doesn't keep going. Like I can only do so many things. I'm one human. And if there's two of me, wow, hey, got a couple people on. Hey, it's good to see you, Ashley, baby. You make me feel so alive. Hmm? I have purpose once again. Check this out. We need to realize that we need to build better foundations with our business, with our marketing, and with our relationships. So many people are thinking, what is the crazy thing I can do? What's the awesome thing I can do? What's the amazing thing I can do? How can I make this over the top? How can I make this better? How can, you know, like I look around at our equipment and stuff like, I want to have the best camera. I want to have the best everything. And don't get me wrong, I want to have the best whatever. But that's only because we've gotten to a place where we can actually use it and we can utilize it. But if when you're starting out, you don't need the best camera. When we started out, Michael, did we not use the iPhone for everything? We used the iPhone for everything. And to be honest, we could probably still get away with using the iPhone. But the thing is, is that you get to a certain skill set, a competency level, and just to be honest, a level of having fun with it where we're already showing up every day. You know what I mean? So we can be trusted to have a nicer... Uh, I don't know, iPad or a nicer camera or lens or software. But when you're starting out, you don't need to be thinking, what are these engagement hacks? What's the best uh, camera? Uh, what's the best whatever? It's not gonna it's not gonna do you any good. The way I think about it is like this. To the untrained palate, a $200 bottle of wine doesn't really taste better than a $20 bottle of wine. Think about that. For the untrained palate, someone who's been drinking wine for one day, one week, one month, or even one year, a $20 bottle of wine and a $200 bottle of wine, there's no difference to them. To the untrained palate, someone who does not drink beer is pretty much going to think that a Miller, a Miller, a MGD, a Miller Genuine Draft tastes just as bad as an IPA or something. Like They might think the IPA is a little more bitter, but it's in the same realm or a brown ale and an MGD or both. They might think a Bud Light or a Coors Light or something, a Michelob Ultra, those are, those are tolerable. But af- after that, they're all gonna be bitter or sour or, or disgusting. So it doesn't matter, but as you go along your journey and you can be trusted, as weird as it sounds, to show up and try new things, try new beers and get that maturity, you can actually, I don't know what that, I, don't, I never knew what that face meant. Like, you can be trusted to be like, oh, wow, I'm getting, you know, some coffee flavor on this brown out. I'm getting a little nuttiness. And that's, that's the exact uh, thing I went through in the restaurant industry with both beer and wine. I went from thinking all wine was disgusting. It gave me a headache. I remember all beer was disgusting. It didn't matter if it was a brown. Well, it was because I just like beer. I, I don't like beer. But I did develop my palate enough to pick out amazing things. Grapefruit, right? Uh I, I hate whenever I go to make a list and I only have one thing for the list or two, but like, that's just my favorite, like flavor profile. I'm like, man, I'm getting like a lot of grapefruit on this IPA. Um, the references were rough. <laughs> you get me. So anyway, um, 
So I think that's the main thing. I think that we, oh, rough for you because you're, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, hey, Beechcroft83. Hey, I just want to, I just want to cap this off by saying that in everything that you do, um, from social media, uh, just your whole marketing plan, your business, your relationships. If you're a parent, this is especially important. You're not going to be able to do everything in the first day, week, month, or year. It just doesn't work that way. Just build a foundation. Just be patient with yourself. You're going to the gym or you're eating right or you're posting on Instagram more. Be patient, but show up every day. Every day, just grab this thing right here. It's so simple. Just grab it. Like you don't even have to open the photos app. I know a lot of people that go to the photos app and then they'll take a photo. Don't do that because that's an extra step. Just go into Instagram and then take a photo from within there to your stories or to your main feed and just do it like that. Like erase the excuses, erase the friction, build that foundation, show up. And then over time you can start saying, hey, you know what would be cool? I did like a cool little video. Hey, you know what would be cool? If we like got an interview going. Hey, you know what would be cool? If we spent a little money on a better camera. Hey, you know what would be cool? If we traveled and then like da 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 da. But I think a lot of people, they don't do things because they don't want to do it until they can have the best version of it. Like I'm not going to start my business until I have X, Y, Z. Unless you're doing something that's so mission critical or like dependent on those things, then totally, like I, I get that. But unless, uh, if you're doing what w the rest of us in the world do where a lot of things don't matter, like just get going, be consistent. Like like my friend Ian here, he does social media, like just make posts, like, like not sound like a jerk, but like they don't have to look like my posts. They don't have to look like this amazing high quality. Start with some stock images, get some text going, like make sure it's legible obviously, but just get going. Like don't focus on what time you're posting. Let's just post one day a week, two times a day. Like you'll go up from there. I started with just trying to have a post a day and I remember that. I remember thinking, okay, like this, what am I gonna do for my post today? I remember walking around, what am I gonna do? I, it was always a video at first, you know, cause that's where I would snap off. I would just fucking get on the video and I'd, I would just set that thing on a tripod and I would just snap off on what I was thinking at the time or what I was going through. Um, but now I have just have so many more things to say and, and I run everything through my content kind of, I don't know what I call it, like a, like a playbook, if you will. And I'll talk more about that as we, as we go every day. But I think that's the most important thing is just start with every day. Like it sounds crazy. Have some days that you take off, maybe Saturday or Sunday or something, but just show up every day, a little post. Um, and then you can start worrying about all the little things on top of it. Like what kind of camera do I have? What's the best time to post? Should I collab with people? Should I be doing, you know, X, Y, Z? I think a, a lot of the clients that we have, they're impatient. They're like me at the gym. They want the results now. They want, they want to undo years and years of bad habits and not knowing like that. And I, I'm there in my life in other ways, but this is just the one place in life where I'm super patient. I'm super patient when it comes to building my following. I'm super patient when it comes to building my business. I'm very patient because I understand that anything built worthwhile is just going to take a little bit of time. And if you can build it with good habits and a good foundation, you're going to be set up for so long, like so long. So there's a couple questions. Um, hey, just messing their own point, brother. Uh, let's see here. References rough. The advice sounded like a piece from the subtle area of not giving a fuck. 
Um, you posted some time before, you're only listening to them because you're scared. What was that? What I meant by that was you're only listening to them because you're scared. What that what that means to me is there's a lot of people that are living under the care of somebody else. If you have parents or parent-in-laws, however you word that, or if you have a boss or somebody that kind of provides for you or is a decider in your life, you're 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 only listening to these people because you're scared of what will happen if they take that away. You know, if I'm giving you $100 every day to live on and you start kind of bad-mouthing me or going against me and I and I take that down to $50 or $25 or $0, at first you might be like, "Who cares? Fuck you." After a while you're going to be broke and hungry and you're going to know in your mind naturally, "Okay, I just need to not upset him." And then he'll keep giving me the money. So you, you might not even change your behavior. You'll just be, change your behavior around me. And so what that means to me is there's so many people in these situations with their parents. That's a big one. Parent-in-laws. Um, just different situations with their boss. I was in a position with my boss. He was my mentor. He controlled so much of my life. And I listened to him, one, because he had great advice. But two, because if I, I listened to him because I was scared. And I just felt like that piece of content like was true to me. And I felt like... There's got to be other people in the same situation who are listening to friends, family, mentors because they're scared of the alternative. They're scared of what happens if I go against that person or if I – they're scared of what happens if I if, – if they withdraw that support or that, that, that care. I have so many friends. Almost all of my friends growing up, they're under the control of their parents. Like they had to go to that thing. They had to go to that college. They had to do that thing. They had to mow the lawn, whatever it was. Because mommy and daddy took care of everything. And I I wasn't in that situation. So I never had to listen to them. I mean, no offense. I never listened to my parents because they never had that on me. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Um, let's see. I want to say, oh yeah, you said my name. Control spending habits. Okay, controlling spending habits. Let me tell you my limited um, knowledge on controlling spending habits. Number one is... You have to realize that everything is in seasons. You're going to have times where you're buckled down, where you're completely broke, where you're actually in debt, where you don't know how you're going to make it, da-da-da-da-da, and you need to play within those, right? Like, it's amazing how, let's say you make 10 grand a month, and you spend like 13 grand a month because you have credit cards and stuff for 14 grand a month, but then you like you go down to, let's say, 4 grand a month. Now, all of a sudden, you're able to, like, like change your finances around and now you spend four grand a month. And then you, you start to think, man, if I had spent this four grand while I made 10 grand, I would have six grand a month, right? So like keep in mind that when you, oh yeah, Beechcraft, you need to hear this. Thank you. I needed to say it and I needed to hear it myself um, and I'll be listening to it back. So um, we need to realize that there are going to just be seasons. Things are going to be tight sometimes and you can't beat yourself up over that. So kind of sometimes life will control your spending habits for you. You know what I mean? Like in, when I was a kid, I always knew how much money we had based on the time of month, based on like whether it was what movie, uh, you remember like blockbuster Hollywood video shit like that? Like what movie place we went to, what movie rental place we went to, or what we ate, or what kind of shampoo we had. That's how I knew how much money we had. When we had some money, like we had the good shampoo. When we didn't, we had the shitty shampoo. Like that's how I knew as a kid. Um, 
but and and I think it's an ebb and a flow. There are people that will give you advice or just be consistent, like act like you don't have money all the time. Or do, I I don't know that. I I've never experienced that. For me, it's always been just I ebb and a flow. When I have a little extra money, that's when I do treat myself or when I do go get those things that I needed. Because when times are hard, I to be honest. I don't lean on cash because I don't have it anymore. I lean on the things around me, the things that I purchased while things were going well. I lean on the fact that I know that I invested hopefully in things that will make me that money. So that's kind of my thought on spending habits is when things are tough, just accept it and play within that. Like eat ramen, fucking eat, don't eat it all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like figure that out. But when things are well, like don't be so scared and shocked by when you didn't have money that you're like, I'm going to save all this. I mean, I can't give you financial advice, but for me, spending money on things that make you happy, it's just like, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like like this shirt. There's nothing like this shirt is like faded and then I have a little bit of money and I go get the new version of it and I'm like, I can breathe again. I'm like, oh, I don't have to wear that faded ass shirt. Like that's me. But you might be like, man, I'll save this 20 bucks and then when I'm broke, I'll you know I'll be able to eat. Everyone's different. So I would say I try and just be a cheap ass on a lot of the things that other people like to do. Like myself, I don't really like to eat out. I think it's just because I had a restaurant and I just don't like other restaurants. Like it's just weird to me. Um, I think another thing is I don't really like to go to the movies. Like I remember watching Avengers Endgame. I mean, that's different. That's cultural. That's not a movie. That's like life shit. Um, but I'm not really like, fascinated in doing all that luckily on iphone and ipad video games are free it seems like at this point so that's cool um so i try and on those fronts i try and make sure that i don't spend any money on leisure stuff like that i would say but then on like i'm a big fan of like luxury items and things that make me feel comfortable so like yeah, it is nice in your living room to have a 50 or 60 inch tv like i'm gonna figure that out i'll fucking sell like my kidney to make sure I have shit like that. Of course, my car. Like, I want to have a car that I feel happy about driving. I don't want to drive around in a car that makes me pissed off every day. I'm sorry, because I got places to be, and I don't want to be on my way to that place fucking pissed off and show up pissed off. Um, other things like Apple products, you know, like my iPhone is the iPhone 10, and so it's like two years old. I don't really give a fuck about iPhones anymore, as long as, you know, I have the model that looks like you know what i mean like this is the 10 as the whole like the screen i'm cool with that um so i finally i'm starting to understand that because i used to be the get the new iphone every year kind of guy uh, but yeah i'm i'm really i'm looking for that next feature or that next kind of look or something that feels like okay i can have this for a couple years now so i've gotten better with that so like with the apple watch you know getting the one that with the more rounded corners that's faster that doesn't make me fucking repeat myself a hundred times maybe just 20 times the iPad, the one with it's all screen, no home button, it's super fast, I might be able to have it for a couple of years, cool, you know, um, so that's me, that's how I work, so I want these comforts, um, you know, having, you know, my Apple products, luxury, um, uh, things like that that make me feel comfortable, um, but as far as like where I live, I can live in a box, sincerely, um, uh, uh, what I eat, not really that crazy about like eating out or like something crazy is obviously I need meat, I need vegetables, things like that. Um, uh, but yeah, that's my how I control my spending habits is I let my poor times, my broke times, when things are tight, I let them do the work for me. And when things are good, I like to, you know, pay off some debts or or get back on track with whatever it may be. And then also like 
say, hey, I could be responsible and put this money away, but at the same time, it it would be nice to, I don't know, go get a new pair of pants or get that camera that we needed or get my wife something or do something that's been on my mind, but I couldn't do it because I was broke and I just want to know the answer. Like, you know, I don't know. So that's just me. So I thought, I, I thought kind of elaborating on that for a while might help you out. Um, I know, you know, with a lot of people, there's cultural differences where we live in the world, where we live in America, where we live in California, fuck where we live on each side of town. There's going to be those little nuances and those differences between people. You know, I grew up in a, in a place, in a time, in an area where you would get your kids an Xbox for Christmas, but your fucking electricity gets shut off. Like I grew up in a fucked up time area like place where we put um comforts like that and providing for our kids on a on a pedestal whereas like on the other side of town in the other place in the other realm or like with my dad it's like he valued you know the, the the thing the electricity over the xbox right we didn't get a ps2 until like ps4 came out right like so i think that's kind of the main thing is just you know, everybody's going to have their nuances, their differences. I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way as long as, hey, Barbie, um, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. I think that obviously there's a, a perfect way as far as like keeping all your money, but I mean right as far as right for you. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you need to sleep at night. And there are people that are just fine wearing, uh, I don't know, fucking Target jeans or something. Or, you know what I mean? Like $10 Wrangler, Rustler jeans. And there's some people that have to have, I don't know, $90 jeans. That's just how life works. I mean, it, it, I can't change that. You know, I can't change, you can't change them. So I would say just the places that you can control, the places that you can f- kind of keep in check, like do that. But the places where... It's kind of just who you are. Like, I don't. I don't think it's so bad, to be honest. I don't, I don't really think it's so bad. Like, you know, I I make fun of my brother. He likes you know movies and video games and things like that. Things that cost fucking money. But on the flip side is, if that's what keeps that guy from like going completely nuts or being a f- dick all day long, I mean, that's not a, actually a bad investment. That's a couple hundred bucks a month to keep someone from. You know what I mean? Whereas, say he saved that money. And he just would be in a bad mood all day and he just has money like I, you know what I mean? So I think that that's kind of the important thing is we need to just realize what, what makes us tick and what makes us happy and what makes us just like keep showing up. Like I said in, in the, in the original kind of the video of this is what's going to keep us showing up. What's going to keep us consistent. What's going to keep us actually doing all of this long term. Because it doesn't matter if you saved your money and you were frugal and you posted at the right time and you did all the shit that's right. But if you crack one day and you and you leave or you don't do it anymore, you're no better. It's the tortoise and the hare. You're no better than the guy who spent it, you know, like and just kept showing up. And then he eventually passes you. He eventually becomes more successful and ultimately he ends up being happier. So that's what I have for you today. But I just kept seeing people join the live and that that that's like the wind in my sails. I see the number going up and fluctuating up and down, but it up. And then I'm like, fuck, I mean, I might as well. I mean, I don't believe in the saying quit while you're ahead. I'm going to quit <laughs> when everybody's left. So I thank you guys. I appreciate, pre- uh, appreciate you guys. Hopefully I see you tomorrow. Hopefully we're able to do this again. I'd be cool to do it from wherever I'm at in the world or whatever I'm up to. Um, I can't promise you that, but 
hey, I'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow about the same time in between 8.45 and 9.15. And uh, we'll, we'll answer a question. We'll have a takeaway. And I'll answer any of your questions here in the comments. And I just, I appreciate you. I can't believe that anybody's still watching this. This is pretty insane. So thank you. See ya. I hope you found this episode of Putting in the Work podcast valuable. Uh, get a hold of me. Get, uh, leave me a rating on iTunes. Three stars, four stars, five stars. I'm not going to accept anything less. Thank you.